Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church on our weekly podcast, Today's Word, from our Sunday sermon. If after listening you have questions and want to contact us, you can do that at our email, otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com, or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. This week we're talking about faith for the future, uh, and it's from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 20 to 22, and then Genesis chapter 48, verses 1 to 22. Hebrews 11 says, Isaac had faith and he promised blessings to Jacob and Esau. Later, when Jacob was about to die, he leaned on his walking stick and worshiped. Then because of his faith, he blessed each of Joseph's sons. And right before Joseph died, he had faith that God would lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. So he told them to take his bones with them. And Genesis 48, Joseph was told that his father Jacob had become very sick. So Joseph went to see him and took along his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, someone told Jacob, your son Joseph has come to see you. Jacob sat up in bed, but it took almost all his strength. Jacob told Joseph, God all-powerful appeared to me at Lutz in the land of Canaan where he gave me his blessing and promised, I will give you a large family with many descendants that will grow into a nation. I am giving you this land that will belong to you and your family forever. Then Jacob went on to say, Joseph, your two sons Ephraim and Manasseh were born in Egypt, but I accept them as my own, just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Any children you have later will be considered yours, but their inheritance will come from Ephraim and Manasseh. Unfortunately, your mother Rachel died in Canaan after we had left northern Syria and before we reached Bethlehem, and I had to bury her along the way. Jacob was very old and almost blind. He did not recognize the two boys, and so he asked Joseph, who are these boys? Joseph answered, they are my sons. God has given them to me here in Egypt. Bring them to me, Jacob said. I want to give them my blessing. Joseph brought the boys to him, and he hugged and kissed them. Jacob turned to Joseph and told him, For many years I thought you were dead, and that I would never see you again. But now God has even let me live to see your children. Then Joseph made his sons move away from Jacob's knees, and Jacob bowed down in front of him with his face to the ground. After Joseph got up, he brought his two sons over to Jacob again. He led his younger son Ephraim to the left side of Jacob and his older son Manasseh to the right. But before Jacob gave them his blessing, he crossed his arms, putting his right hand on the head of Ephraim and his left hand on the head of Manasseh. Then he gave Joseph his blessing and said, My grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac worshiped the Lord God. He has been with me all my life, and his angel has kept me safe. Now I pray that he will bless these boys, that and that my name and the names of Abraham, Isaac, uh, Abraham and Isaac will live on because of them. I ask God to give them many children and many descendants as well. Joseph did not like it when he saw his father place his right hand on the head of the younger son, so he tried to move his father's right hand from Ephraim's head and place it on Manasseh. Joseph said, Father, you have made a mistake. This is the older boy. Put your right hand on him. But his father said, Son, I know what I'm doing. It's true that Manasseh's family will someday become a great nation. But Ephraim will be even greater than Manasseh because his descendants will become many great nations. Jacob told him that in the future, the people of Israel would ask God's blessings on one another by saying, 
I pray for God to bless you as much as he blessed Ephraim and Manasseh. Jacob put Ephraim's name first to show that he would be greater than Manasseh. After that, Jacob said, Joseph, you can see that I won't live much longer, but God will be with you and will lead you back to the land he promised our family a long time ago. Remember, I am giving you the hillside I captured from the Amorites. So, how are you doing with passing your faith along to future generations? One of the great joys of having our grandson Noah come to visit is the opportunity we have to pass along God's blessing to him. Part of that blessing, one given to Sue and I in our ministry here in Otisville, is being able to play hall ball in the Christian education hallway. It is truly a blessing to hear him laugh and giggle as he runs up and down the hall trying to get the ball past me. Part of the blessing, too, is to sled down that hill by the manse. Part of the blessing is to be able to have Noah in worship and watch him as he learns the songs and the prayers, and even because, after all, his nana is Sue, which skivvies to wear. On Sunday, we wear church skivvies, underwear, you understand, because Sunday, while a wonderful family day, is also a day we worship and we remember our blessings and the blessing. For Sue and I, there's also the blessing of remembering when it was Brian and Katie in worship as infants, toddlers, children, and then teenagers. And part of that blessing is to participate with him, Noah, in before bedtime prayers with his mom or dad leading them, or perhaps Sue and I when they're not there. Last time he was here, Sue was leading the prayers and couldn't remember some of the names that they pray for each night, including Liliana and Ashlyn. And so she said, and who else do we pray for, Noah? And he named friends to pray for and friends in need of special prayers. Remember, he's only two and a half. And then I think the best part of bedtime prayers is that they end after the amen with clapping. Actually, I think that would be a great tradition for all the people of God to start. When the prayers are said and we finally say amen, all God's people clap at least twice in agreement with the word amen, which means roughly, so be it, or I agree. Passing along the blessing is amazing. It's wonderful. It's essential, too, so that the next generation and the ones that follow understand how much our faith means to us. Not the place we worship so much, not the details of the way we worship or the methods we have used. The fact is, I remember only a little of the sermons and the specific lines of worship liturgy or even the words of most hymns I grew up with. What I remember with clarity is the attitude of my father and my mother and the wonderful people of that faith community. What I remember is the blessing it was to me and for me and for all who will follow me. Sharing that blessing is essential, but sharing the blessing requires faith. We have to believe that, in fact, God has blessed us, that, in fact, God is working in our lives to bring us to the promised land he says will be our eternal home. We have to believe that no matter what has befallen us, God still intends to get us there, to the joyous finish line, to the place where the new heaven and new earth have accommodations reserved in our name by the Lord of heaven and earth. And we have to believe that it is up to us to share the blessing. We have to believe so strongly that we, like Jacob, are willing to reach out and claim our children and grandchildren as our own and God's. 
and declare them the inheritors of the kingdom of God, just like Jacob did to Ephraim and Manasseh. Think about that. Right there in front of Joseph, Jacob's most beloved son of his most beloved wife, Rachel, Joseph, the grand vizier of Pharaoh, the second most powerful man in all of Egypt, had his father, Jacob, claim his sons as his own. Jacob made clear that they were not sons of Egypt, but rather sons of Israel. It didn't matter that they were born in Egypt of Joseph and an Egyptian mother. What mattered is that they would inherit the promised land, that their own children's children would travel there, and that they would be the progenitors, each of them, of one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Jacob on his deathbed makes sure that Ephraim and Manasseh and Joseph too understand who they are, to what nation and tribe and family they belong, and that they belong to God. Jacob reaches out his right hand and reaches across to Ephraim, the younger's head, and with his left hand across to Manasseh, the older's head, and blesses them with God's blessing. And no matter how Joseph and Ephraim and Manasseh and even Jacob felt about it, God exerted his presence and control and blessed whom he would bless. Our responsibility as parents and grandparents is not to control the blessing, but to be its vessel, to be God's hands, as it were, resting on the heads of those in our families and reminding them that while they are ours forever, more importantly, they are the Lord's. So, Go and do the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on our podcast today. It's been fun. And remember, if you have questions, you can email us at otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org.